0: Welcome to the LNL Sports Podcast, hosted by Luke Smith and Levi Wilson. Uh, we're going to be here for your college football needs throughout the year. This is episode one, August the sixteenth. It's a Thursday. You probably won't be hearing this till Friday or Saturday. Uh, I'm Luke Smith speaking. Um, me and Levi are starting this up. We're gonna um, we're going to try to do three big games every weekend. Uh this weekend we're gonna talk about LSU Miami, Alabama Louisville, and the Auburn Washington game. Um like I said, my name's Luke. I work for the railroad for a company called Southern Design Materials. Uh we're gonna do I'm doing this on the side. Uh come on in here, Levi. Yeah, my name's
1: Levi Wilson. Uh I'm a school teacher, coach football and baseball at the high school and middle school level. Um uh, and Luke, yeah, we'll go ahead and get started. We'll start with the first thing. Uh, we'll start with the LSU-Miami game.
0: LSU-Miami. Where's that game being played? I think it's Orlando, Florida. <laughs> Orlando, Florida. Yeah. Um, LSU lost uh, Darius Geis last year. They uh, lost Danny Etlin. They're having to replace quarterback, running back. They lost Big Arden Key. And Miami's coming off a surprising year last year, being in the – Playoff discussion in the until they had that loss to to Pitt. Yeah, the last third of the season. I mean, they were all in it, even in the
1: predictions for the playoffs up until the point to where they got beat by Pitt. Yep. And that was an embarrassing loss, even though it was a trap game, it being at Pittsburgh Stadium. You know, away games are always going to be tough. Uh, but I mean, for the lsu Miami matchup, honestly, I feel like. LSU's way behind the eight ball right now because they've lost all their skill guys. The only thing they're relying on is their defense. Yep. I mean, they've had two quarterbacks transfer out within 24 hours of each other. Yeah, that's not a good sign. No. And also, Miami's returning everything but a starting running back. And their big tight end ended up getting hurt earlier this fall. Yep. And he's out. So now they're having to start two true freshmen tight ends. Uh, so, but...
0: Mark Rick, you know what he did at Georgia, consistent, but just could never get to the final big game. Had Miami there last year, seemed like the same thing with all his good Georgia teams. They'd make it just far enough to just, you know, lack of better words, crap the bed Yeah, the last games of the season. Uh, Miami's got their start, uh Malik Rosier coming back. Miami's favorite in that game two and a half on the spread right now uh let's just start with some questions uh guys if y'all have any questions we'll uh we're gonna post this on facebook and twitter our facebook is l and l sports l and the emblem and l sports uh we'll post on monday what games we're gonna what games we're gonna um preview and uh if y'all can shoot us some questions that way we can actually be answering some of y'all we'd appreciate it uh, we wrote some questions down uh, number one on the LSU Miami game is who wins the running game Yes, yeah, that's something I was thinking about because
1: they're both bringing back new faces except for really Miami they have a guy Day Williams or D. Williams however you pronounce it um, he's coming back and he's their most experienced back he's a big body guy and they also have a um, quick guy and But to be honest, I'd have to give the push to Miami on the running backs just because Leonard Fournette, he hasn't really shown me anything. No. He's in his brother's shadow, Leonard Fournette, and I think he's trying to get out of that, but yet he's having a hard time. I mean, last year he didn't have very many carries because of Darius Geis was such a good premier back for LSU. Uh, he did make appearances. He did have carries. But I would give the push for running backs – for Miami, even though they are going up against that LSU defense. But I feel as if Malik Rozier is going to give them that extra edge to make that defense think about that, you know, play action,
0: roll out, or the power read. Right. LSU's defense is going to be hard to run on just because, you know, LSU's always going to have a good line. They're always going to have good linebackers. Their secondary is always stupid athletic. They did lose Arden Key, but he really wasn't a rush stopper. He was a he was a pass rusher. Uh, now the new offensive coordinator for LSU, you know, Canada's out. Yes, he's in Maryland right now. Yeah, new interim head. Coach. Probably yeah. About I was about to say he's probably going to be the new head coach. Uh, it seems like Orgeron, if he's got anything to do with it, I could see them falling back into the less miles let's line up and run the ball every single play and you see when you go up against a good defense that's not gonna work. Um
1: and a decent defense. Yeah. I mean the only way that's really gonna work is if you have that premier back. Yeah. And, like that Leonard Fournette that LSU does not have anymore. Yeah. Now
0: the 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 Miami defense last year they were they would give up yards and then it wasn't luck, but they would force turnovers and they'd put that chain on and You know the turnover chain. Yeah, they're
1: excited about bringing back that turnover chain. That
0: I don't know, ridiculous. Was it like twenty carat gold chain, something like that? That started the trend. Yeah. Uh, How many passing yards does Rozier need, or Miami, for that matter, need to for them to win the game? You think?
1: Yeah, I mean that's an interesting question because.
0: LSU's got some dudes on defense. LSU
1: does have a good secondary. I mean, LSU is known for their defense. They returned Devin White, that linebacker. Yeah. Rover slash. And another thing, you know, something else that some of us probably don't know if you don't follow Miami football or any other football other than your favorite team, Malik Zaire is the starting quarterback. But that does not mean he's going to be in the game the whole time. If they're struggling offensively, they'll bring in Weldon. Yeah. who redshirted last year. Weldon
0: has been the talk of their yeah.
1: camp. Yeah, Weldon has been showing out at camp. But Malik, since he has the experience, that's who they're going to go with. That's who they're going to start with. But if they start struggling, you know, at halftime, expect that change because you never know. Just like with Alabama two years ago with Jalen Hurts, and, you know, yeah. when in that uh, in that kickoff game, the very first game of the year, they brought him back in because that's who they really wanted but they didn't want to throw him in the fire in the first half unless they needed
0: to. And LSU's bringing in – I mean, uh, LSU's got a new quarterback from Ohio State, Joe Burroughs. You know, they lost two quarterbacks. Obviously, they knew they weren't going to get to play. So, obviously, he must be doing pretty good. You know, I mean, for them two to say, oh, we ain't going to get to play this year, let's let's go on, that leaves them two quarterbacks uh, right
1: now. Yeah, and with them leaving, and that got me thinking, you know, there had to be something going on at practice. Or in the film room, say the coach is really showing more attention towards the t- grad transfer from Ohio State, like right. they know he's going to be the guy, and the other two guys are just sitting back, like, "Look, I was highly recruited." Yeah, you know why? why aren't you that Lowell
0: me-? Narciss, Whatever. Naurice. Yeah, uh, Norese, yeah, He was a committed Auburn at one point.
1: Yeah, and there were. I mean, you know, you want to feel, you want to feel wanted, yeah. you want to feel like you're going to have a shot, and. Lowell said you know it really wasn't anything that he wasn't going to get to play. He said they had a couple of packages you know for him to get in there. He said, I'm not a wildcat quarterback. He said, I'm not just a quarterback, yeah, I don't want to just run left, right and up the middle. I want to be able to drop back, read, make throws, make checks at the line, and go on with the game and win it the way that I know how to play yeah and I mean that that right there was probably one reason why he transferred because he didn't feel appreciated yeah. as as a quarterback. At an LSU team that has not had a premier quarterback a very in a very long time. Yeah.
0: Well, let's just get right to it. Who wins? Do they cover the spread? What's your take on that? LSU, Miami.
1: I will give the push to Miami just because LSU's offense is just a mess. Yeah. And if it comes down to defense, I really feel like if they got to make that drive at the end of the game to get in field goal range – I think Miami's that team to do it. Mm-hmm. I, don't, I don't think LSU's got enough, got enough that they have experience-wise to be able to get down the field whenever they need to or whenever they want to. Two and a half. You think they cover that? Miami? Yeah, that two and a half is a good number. I'd take Miami at two and a half. What do you think the final score is going to be? Uh, it's going to be a low-scoring game. I would say 24-20. 24-20 Miami. And, and that's that's going to be based off of turnovers. I,
0: I feel like turnover battle. I think Miami's going to win the turnover battle.
1: Yeah. And that's going to put LSU in a good position to score on a short field. Because go going 80 yards, 75 yards, that's just not there. Put Miami
0: yeah. in a good spot to score. Yeah, exactly. Give me LSU. Give me LSU and a tight one 20-17. Go, Coach O'Dron. Going to get on the board. Going to beat Miami. Mark Rick's not going to be making out with his wife on the sidelines in this game. Give me LSU by three and let the hype train get going. Enough of LSU Miami. Let's go to Alabama-Louisville.
1: Yeah, and this matchup, you know. <sighs> it's, been, it's been getting some talk. <laughs> yeah, a, little that smack talk, yeah a lot of, of smack <laughs>
0: talk. From a lot of
1: experienced receivers to a lot of guys. That are coming out
0: brand new, fresh, with no experience as defensive back wise for Alabama. Joan Pass taking the shoes of Lamar Jackson. He, uh, his, I followed his recruitment back when. I know uh, he was he had Alabama uh, in the lead for a little while. He had Auburn in the lead for a little while, and ultimately chose to go with uh, go with Bobby Petrino at the Louisville Cardinal. Uh, now, he's a big kid. He is six four, two hundred and thirty one 231 pounds. Uh, but, you know, it doesn't mean size, doesn't mean a thing when you're going up against that Alabama defense. Exactly. You have got to put drives together. You, exactly. They're going to make you beat them, and it's just hard for a college football team, especially straight coming out of the gate. The, you know, they he hadn't been put in the fire yet, and he's about to – you know, I mean, Alabama's, Alabama's secondary is young, but that front seven, exactly, they're monsters every year. Exactly. I, for Louisville, if you watch that game,
1: I would expect to see Louisville do a lot of quick passes like Auburn did coming out in the Iron Bowl last year. Yeah. A lot of quick, high percentage throws. Maybe try to get some one-on-ones deep when they get to the middle of the field to take that one shot. Yeah. Uh but don't 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 think that they won't get off of that game plan of that short stuff. If they see something the defense is doing after they make adjustments to that, then they might try to, you know, run the ball between tackles just to suck the linebackers back down to try to dump it
0: right over top in front of that safety that's deep. Yeah. Now that spread is twenty five and a half. And that honestly that some you know, either you're gonna think Louisville can make that a game, or you think two is going to be coming out. They're going to sling the ball around. They'll have 30 points by halftime. You know, the talk going into it's Alabama's offense, Louisville's new offense. You know, know, I think you know what you're going to get with Alabama's defense. Louisville's defense is kind of an unknown right now. You know, when you think Louisville, you don't think defense. You don't think defense. You think
1: Lamar Jackson. That's what you're thinking. Yeah.
0: But, you know, he's not there
1: anymore, and then Puma pass, Jawan pass, they call yeah. him Puma. You know, expect him to use his legs, because, you know, Alabama's defense is fast. They are but good. when you have a running quarterback, that can that can cause problems if he can get up under that blitz, up under that rush, mm-hmm. and then get one-on-one with a linebacker.
0: Yeah, because, I mean, Alabama's going to play a – Alabama's, majority of the time, going to play a man-to-man defense, and the defensive backs' heads are turned. Exactly. You know what I mean? But – They've always got some dudes at linebacker. And, know, they can run.
1: Yeah, and, you know, if they can get enough time, if Louisville can get enough time against that Alabama pass rush, then I I truly believe that they're going to be trying to pick on Trevon Diggs. Trevon
0: Diggs. You think, uh, see, the corners that I – you know Savion Smith, uh, you know, he, had, he was committed there, went to a junior college, coming back this year you know everybody thinks they know what they're getting the 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 Patrick Sertain, the freshman coming in mm-hmm. I think he's going to be a good one now Savion Smith I don't know about I don't know about um I know uh who, the the defensive back and wide receiver matchup with Louisville on offense Alabama on defense you, that's where your mind wants to go but it doesn't matter if, if if Louisville's offensive line can't hold up against that defensive line.
1: That's true. You can only run. You can only run so many screens in a in a
0: drive. That's right. Before somebody picks up on it. Now let's talk about Alabama's offense for a little bit. Not. Right. You're returning, Jonah Williams, one Pierce of the be- Barker, one of the best tackles in college football, Ross Pierce Barker, one of the most experienced offenses I mean, it seems like that dude's been there forever. Yeah, exactly. You've got uh, Lester Cotton. He's been there. I mean, he it seems is, like he's been, he's been there. That's, he's a, been. that's a big boy. He is a road grader. Yeah. Uh, you got um, Alex Leatherwood. He came in at the uh, – who was it that got hurt last year in that college football play? Was it, it wasn't Jonah Williams. It was a, their left tackle. Who was it? Anyway, he got hurt. Uh, crap, what was his name? Anyway, he got hurt. Alex Leatherwood had to come in in the second half of that game, and he did a phenomenal job. Yeah, uh, I mean, it was basically, you know, Alabama was down. It's, it's
1: basically you got your depth chart. You got your number one guy, and then you got Leatherwood right behind him as 1A. Yeah. So your, your depth at the line was slim last year. But, you know, the people that you did have could play different positions on the line. They knew the plays. They knew what their job was to do, and they performed well and they did a good enough job to get them to the championship game, kept them in the championship game against Georgia, and ultimately won the
0: game. Yeah. Now, uh, who's going to start a quarterback for Alabama? Everybody that's an Alabama
1: fan that I've spoken to, they love Tua. They want to see Tua. They're tired of the run around, looking downfield, reading your number one guy if he's not open and Jalen runs. They're tired of seeing that. To be honest, if he gets you 20 yards a pop, you know, that's, a, that's just as good as him making a 20-yard completion. That's true. And, and he, the one thing that he does that we don't know
0: about Tua is he's protected the ball. That is true. Hey, man, what do you have, like two interceptions all year or maybe one interception all year last year? Yeah, and, you know, that could have been because he threw it where
1: nobody could catch it. Yeah. Because his, his arm is not quite as advanced as Tua has. And, two his main skill set is like a pocket passer presence. Yeah. But he also has the athleticism to get outside the box and run with it if he needs to. Yeah, he can spin it. But with that, is he going to be smart enough, you know, starting as a true sophomore in that offense, if he, is he going to be smart enough to protect the ball when he needs to, if he needs to throw it away when he needs to? Is he going to just tuck and run? If he's getting swarmed, he's not going to try to make a dumb dump pass over the line, over the rush to his running back and cause a turnover. Yeah. He's going to have to be smart with it if Tua is the guy. And but I'm leaning
0: more towards Tua. Yeah, Tua, Tua. I don't think I think I can go out there and play quarterback and give the ball to Damien Harris and Najee Harris. If Najee Harris. Yeah, that's he's true. Healthy. That's true. He got he got he's a foot injury. A, he's right in now. a boot
1: for a week, and they're going to do rehab on it, therapy. Uh, up until game day, I, th- I believe it's going to be another week of therapy
0: uh, starting the uh, next week. Yeah, but bless their hearts. They they lost Najee. You still got Damian Harris. You got Josh, Josh Jacobs. Jacobs. Josh Jacobs, to me, has been underutilized at Alabama. Damian Harris, to me, is their best back. Yeah, he needs to be your bell cow this year. He yes. needs to get 20, yards a, 20, 20 carries a game and let him get you about 1,400 yards. Lean on, lean on Damian Harris. He's ready. He's built. He's probably the best back in the country, in in my opinion. I know he's the best proven back in the country. Yeah, and for his size, watching him run, it's like
1: he barely moves, but he outruns everyone. Yeah, and, and he's he run, big, powerful. He's so smooth, and he makes quick cuts, gets in the hole, gets north and south, and he does what Saban wants him to do. He gets some first downs. Yeah, and he protects can, football. He protects football. He can get you that one yard you need, or he'll break it loose and he'll get you ten fifteen on back to back plays
0: if you need him to. Yeah. Now, Alabama's offensive coordinator, Mike Loxley, Loxley First year offensive coordinator, they got a first year defensive coordinator and Lupo. Lupo. Yeah. But it seems like the coordinators don't matter. Yeah. Whoever's yeah. your coordinator, if if the if the Saban Is that the head coach? Coordinators are going to have success. They got the best players. They have all the talent in the world. Now, like, you give, like, when Kiffin was there, Jalen Hurts' first year, Lane Kiffin made Jalen Hurts look like the second coming of Cam Newton. That's true. He was running the ball everywhere, taking, I mean, they they had Clemson beat. They did. And he's a true freshman, you know, but Brian Dayball, I mean, well, I guess you can say Steve, Car- Steve Sarkisian for, what, yeah. a month or maybe a month. even a day. I can't even remember. But. Well, it was a few weeks after, you know, for the championship game because yeah. he called that championship game yeah. offensively. So. so then you had Brian Dayball, NFL guy from the Patriots. I don't uh, – I, I feel like Kiffin left, Dayball came in. Alabama could have set records last year if they have started to it because Dayball is a offensive coordinator. I mean, he's I mean, he's used to looking at Tom Brady. Exactly. I mean, he throws at 40 45 times <laughs> yeah, a game. Exactly. So, I think Brian Dayball I, last year the offense just looked you know, stagnant. Mediocre yeah. at best. Yeah. And I, it wasn't Jalen. It wasn't all on Jalen Hurts because I mean, he's proven he can do it. He just needed a, you know, a guy behind the Behind the scenes, calling the plays for him, and Dave Ball proved that he was a offensive coordinator. Just you got to give him a quarterback that can throw the ball. Because that second half against Georgia, Alabama, that offense you didn't you couldn't touch them. It no. didn't and it didn't matter what defense Kirby threw out there. Exactly. And their defense was set to stop Jalen Hurts. That's true. And so
1: whenever they put two in, did a good job of it that first half. Yeah. And when they put two in, and they left that one safety high, you know. Yeah, that was that's easy pickings for a passing quarterback. Yeah, but I mean, let me ask you a question, Look, Who's gonna win the one on one between the defensive backs of Louisville, I mean the defensive backs of Alabama, and the wide receivers of Louisville that have a lot of experience?
0: See, like if it was, that's just so many. That's just so many x factors in there. You got a first year quarterback. You've got many, many Alabama's secondary has. You know some some experience, but that it's not like you've, you're returning a Fitzpatrick. Exactly. It's not a like you're returning a, a Harrison back there. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Uh, if it was a seven on seven type thing, I think Louisville's wide receivers could hold their own. You know. Exactly. But you throw in, you got Isaiah Bugs coming at you, you got Raekwon Davis coming at you. Ah, uh, that makes that can make for a long day. And don't so,
1: forget, don't, don't, don't rule out Jawan Pass's ability to extend the play outside the pocket. Yeah.
0: Yeah, that's, that's, that's true. I, I mean,
1: if they send a rush too fast, he steps up in that pocket, that gives him that extra second to get the ball out or to tuck and run, roll it out, keep it behind the line of scrimmage, and extend it down the field. Or run where he needs to run, just like Nick Marshall did years ago.
0: Yeah. I don't know if he's got Nick Marshall's speed. But uh, who wins the one-on-one matchup? I'm gonna say Alabama's defensive backs, not because, I mean, you know they're talented, but you throw in the fact that 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 offensive uh that offense that, that phone call messed me up. That defensive line of Alabama, you know, sitting there waiting uh waiting on Louisville uh Jawan Pass to make a mistake. He's he's not gonna have time to because they're gonna be all over him. Uh, let's go to question number two. That phone call threw me out of my rhythm there for a second. Uh, who finishes the game at quarterback for Alabama? That's a difficult question because they could be up 50. So, I mean, it may be, um, all right, you know, maybe Nick Saban's the grandson. I don't know. Imagine, imagine it being a close game. Close game, they're going to have two in there. They're going to have to keep two in yeah, there. Yeah, they got to keep two in all there. All right,
1: what if two is turning over the ball too much, and it's still a close game. Do you think they go back to Jalen nah, for think that protection to try to run it down the field, to eat the
0: clock, and get in score a winning touchdown? If Saban not has the – Saban's going to do what he wants to do. He has been there forever. He has earned the reputation to, I can do whatever I want to do. If he starts Tua, uh, there's no turning back. Jalen might as well get comfortable over there. He can lose his helmet unless Tua's was to come off he's not coming in the game um and i mean to a to us you know this is a this is a good first game for them they're going in they're a 25 and a half point favorite i think you can always say height turn around give the ball Damian harris and you're gonna win the game comfortably too but you know first year offensive coordinator um you know the the quarterback controversy going on in the offseason he may want to go in there and prove a point hey this is my guy and this is why this is my guy let's let's score 50 you know yeah. what i mean quick yeah. exactly uh, let's go to another question right here how many stat snaps will jalen hurts have at quarterback that's a difficult question too go ahead
1: yeah i had a little joke going on that you know, he'd only catch, the, he'd only get the snaps whenever they had to kick a field goal or an extra point and so they yeah. can hold the ball Yeah, the rest. that's true. That's what I was thinking going with Tua. Uh, ultimately, I believe Saban's going to try to share the love. You think so? I think he's going to try to run a, a two quarterback system, not to the extent of 50 50, but I believe he's going to lean just a little bit on those tough third and shorts with Jalen Hurts running the ball. If something happens later on in the backfield in that game, say they just they got Najee Harris's and Damian Harris's number. Yeah. And then they're just stuffing them at the line. You know, and I believe that if they bring Jalen Hurts in, then that gives them that extra guy to, you know, push the pile and get that first down. I'd say I'd say under ten snaps.
0: Under ten. I'm gonna say goose egg. Goose egg unless to it, bar an injury or anything like that, because the new redshirt rule, what is it, four games? Four you games. Playing four games. You can play the full full four games if you want to. Yeah. Any four. I mean, Jalen's gonna be looking to transfer this year. Yeah. Um You know, I mean, he's a, and I mean, I don't, I don't blame him for wanting to transfer. I mean, you, you know, I mean, you're not gonna, you're not gonna beat that dude out. No. Nothing. No. He just can't throw the ball well enough. We've yeah. seen it for two years. The proof's in the proof. And there's no
1: sense of being back up to a guy younger than you that you've started over right. for a full season, minus a half in the championship game.
0: Yeah. Now, Bama fans, I, I would be upset if he left me this year. You know, I at least stay there. Until it gets hurt. Come in to be the man. Um, but, you know, I. Some people are thinking he's not even going to be there the first game. Some people are thinking he's going to transfer. I've 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 heard that. I've listened to it. I I don't think he's going to do that. I th- I think he loves the school. Um, you know, he's been through great times. He's going through tough times right now. Uh, I think, I think they're going to have an understanding. Him and Saban. Um, I'm going to be here, Coach. But please do not play me five games. Yes, exactly. I want to keep my red shirt. I want to play college football. You know, I want to be able to at least give two years of eligibility. Two years. to the school that I, you know, I want to go to next.
1: Yeah, and, that's uh, a good. That's, that's that's a good way to think
0: about that. Maybe you know, I believe saving would be more respectful and be able to do yeah. that for him. You just got to go in and talk to him, man, to man and say, Hey, coach, I'm here. Uh, I'm going to be. I, I want to stay. I want to get another ring. I want to help this team. I don't want to burn my red shirt unless Tua
1: goes down. And the way Saban talks at the tours of media about the situation, I feel like they've probably already had this conversation. Oh, yeah. he doesn't. Uh, Saban ain't telling nothing in the media. And with the new little all-access Alabama they've been premiering on uh, ESPN. Yeah, I like
0: it. I've watched it. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Uh, and they're saying,
0: you know. Had you Kobe Bryant in there the other night. Yeah, exactly. Mamba.
1: Yeah, yeah the old black mamba. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, but anyway, you know, with all the cameras pointing at his face, He's going to show that he's happy. He's not going to show any type of attitude or any type of resilience towards the team or anyone. He's still the team. He's still part of
0: the team. He still wears that hat. And he's hate. still got dudes in that locker room that are probably behind him. You exactly. know what I mean? Exactly. So yeah, he could really he could really easily if he wanted to turn this into let's divide this locker room up. Let's, you know, if 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 Tua if Tua was to throw an interception you know, Jalen's over there in the other guy's ears, you know, I you know, I only do, you know, X number amount of interceptions last year. Or uh, you know, if if, if Tua has a half where he has hundred yards passing and, and two turnovers, Jalen could be over there in the ear of offensive linemen you know, we wouldn't ever like this, you know, barring the Georgia game. Yeah, exactly. Uh, we weren't ever here when I was quarterback. But let's get down let's get down to our fourth question about that is who wins the Alabama Louisville game, and who covers the spread? Yeah, who covers the spread? What's the final score? Now our last game, Miami, LSU, Levi had LSU. I mean, uh, Miami winning the game, covering the two and a half at a twenty-four to twenty score. Ain't that what you said? That's right. Twenty. I I didn't write it down. I had LSU twenty to seventeen. That would of course have LSU covering the spread. Uh let's go, Alabama. The number is at twenty five and a half right now, but like we did say it's the sixteenth of August, so we've still got it could roughly go up. Yeah, fourteen days. Soon as
1: the better, as as better start throwing their money in Vegas, that number's probably gonna rise. I would see it on game day probably being around twenty twenty eight, twenty eight and a half. Twenty eight. Things all right. Well yeah. give it to me.
0: What what do you what do you got? Even though I believe that little hell timeout, are we doing an upset? Right now? No, I'm not calling it upset.
1: I'm not calling it upset. I'm not going to go crazy (laughs) on the first episode. But even though I do think that Louisville's wide receivers are going to have a not a difficult time with Alabama's DBs, but I still think, like you said, the pass rush is going to get to Juwan pass one too many times. And I believe they're going to cause a lot of turnovers. And I feel like Alabama's going to win this game, but they will not cover.
0: Final. Final score.
1: I'm going to call Alabama.
0: Forty one, Louisville 24. Bama forty one. Louisville twenty-four. If Louisville scores twenty-four points in that game, Saban's going Saban's gonna be red. <laughs> he is gonna have a fit if Louisville scores twenty four bucks. But points that's that, that X factor of Jawan Pass running around. You're putting a lot of stock in Juwan Pass. I am
1: putting a lot of stock in the Jawan Pass.
0: So I'm, making a, I'm making a side note of that. What are they what was the peak Puma Pass? Oh Puma Pass. Levi is high on Puma Pass out of Columbus, Georgia. I work in Columbus, Georgia. So All right. Down to me. Alabama, Louisville, twenty five and a half. Louisville's gonna come out. They're gonna be hitting on all cylinders. They're gonna be uh, they're gonna be high fiving the Cardinals. No, none of that's gonna happen. Alabama's gonna beat Louisville 45 to 10. They're Alabama's gonna, gonna kill them. They're gonna cover. Bama's gonna kill them. They're gonna
1: them. cover that big fat 25 and a half?
0: Yeah, Bama 45. The fighting, Bobby Petrino motorcycles 10. All right, and I'll put you to it. Let's go down. Let's just – let's make sure. Levi's got Miami, two and a half, twenty-four 24 to 20. I've got LSU covering the spread and winning the game outright. Levi has Bama beating Louisville but not covering the 25 and a half point spread. I've got Bama 45, Louisville 10, and I'm being generous on the 10. I don't know if they'll score 10. Uh don't forget, like us on LNL Sports Facebook page. Send us some questions. Uh, we really want to get this thing going, but uh, you know, we got to have some, we got to have some, some feedback and some people on here. Uh, some people on here, you know, give us your opinion about yeah. what we've said. Yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll have you on the show if you if you want to get on here with us, talk. Two people, two people. I think th- three people would be the right number, but we're doing it with two. We're going to go to the game of the week. You've got uh, two ranked teams in the top ten. It's at the Georgia Dome. You've got two really similar teams, I feel like. You've got a proven quarterback on both sides. You've got, you know, good defensive lines. You've got Chris Peterson, which is, to me, I mean, he's – one of the best coaches out there right now, Gus Malzahn can look like that, and then he can look like a different version of Les Miles sometimes. Uh, let's let's just start with um, start with uh, give us a breakdown of give us a breakdown of Washington. Washington, they're
1: returning as everybody knows. Jake Browning, one of the top quarterbacks in the nation. Uh, expect him to go high in the draft. Took 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 him to the playoffs. Uh, two took, years ago. Two years ago. Mm-hmm. Yes, two years ago. Took him to the playoffs. Uh, They have Miles Gaskin coming back, one of the top running backs in the Pac-12. Yeah, I like the way he runs. Yeah, exactly. And also, you know, for me, Washington's strongest suit to me has got to be their defensive backs. Their defensive backs are stacked. They're loaded. Everybody's high on them. Everybody's high on the the, uh, defensive backs of Washington. I mean, they're returning everybody back from last year. They have so much experience. They're fast during their practices so far throughout the fall camp, they've only given up one touchdown to the first team offense. And that was only a two yard run by Miles Gaskin. Yeah, that
0: defense last year they uh they gave up sixteen sixteen points per game that ranked fifth in college football. They gave up a hundred yards rushing per game that ranked fourth in college football. Uh against the pass they was gave up one hundred and ninety seven yards, you know, that was top thirty or so. Uh Defense is defense is stacked. Uh caused a lot of turnovers. You know, the games they did lose last year. They lost at Arizona State, which was I don't I mean, that's about like Auburn losing to LSU last year. That yeah, was exactly. their fluke loss. Yeah. They lost that game seven to thirteen. Uh you know, I don't know how that happens. They lost to Stanford twenty two to thirty, which Stanford Stanford's tough, you know. Stanford's tough every year.
1: Stanford always has a good recruiting class every year. They, they always,
0: They're always loaded. The guys
1: are super smart, big, high IQs, big bodies, fast, and not 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 to mention, you know, they got one of the the, the best running back in the Pac twelve. Bryce Love. Bryce Love. He was a monster last year. Yes, he was a monster when he was healthy. Yeah,
0: but let's stay on track. Um, yeah, Jake Browning, Miles Gaskin. Uh, you know, that, who'd they lose? Uh, what was his name? That wide receiver, Dante Pettis. Pettis, yeah, Pettis was good. The year before that, they had John Ross, John he was Ross. a like a top 15 pick. Um,
1: and one thing I think Washington's really going to miss from Dante Pettis mm-hmm. wasn't just his receiving abilities, but his punt return. He was huge on yes, punt he set NCAA records with punt returns, yeah, and so for touchdowns. Yeah. I mean, the kid was a magician when he got that ball in his hands, and you gave him just a little bit of space. Yeah. He was a magician. Uh, but, you know, for Washington, you know, what they've been really focusing on with Jake Browning, I think they've been preparing for Auburn just a little bit. Oh, yeah. I mean, just about everybody's going to look into that first game. Yeah. Especially of this high caliber of a game, top ten teams, you know, Chick-fil-A kickoff game, the premier game of the week, even though college game day – Thanks. College
0: game dude, that is so stupid. I don't even <laughs> I, that's a different topic for a different day. They want Notre Dame to be so good. but they, yeah. they just they're
1: not. They have the biggest fan base, so you know, they gotta oh, show
0: love but, to that. But they you know, haven't been good since Ruby was there. <laughs> I mean the last time they were good a dude was getting faked about his girlfriend. That's how pathetic Notre Dame is. Uh their top newcomer of the year is a wide receiver, six foot three, number five wide receiver in the class, um Oh, had forty six hundred yards in his career at the California Prep High School he attended. uh supposed to provide, you know, what immediate impact. We'll see. You know. Um
1: with Jake Brown and throwing the ball though, all he has to do
0: is get open. That's true. But or that,
1: even get just a little bit of separation. Jake Brown is accurate enough
0: to get him open. Let's get back let's get back to the Louisville Alabama game for a second. Is Jake Brown gonna have time?
1: That's what. That's true. That <laughs> is true. The SEC
0: defense. Oh, well, that that defensive line Auburn's got this year. Auburn is nasty
1: up front with yeah. their front seven, uh, but you know, with that, they're a high quality team. Yeah, they're, they will be able to fend off. They're not going to be like Louisville and not have those pieces that can go up against that.
0: That's true. And they, the, to me, they have the 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 trump card is Chris Peterson. Exactly, Chris Peterson's not going to go in there and try to run long, intermediate... I mean, you know, long-developing routes because he knows he's not going to have that much time. Exactly. Chris Peterson's going to be ready for that. And Exactly, and that's what they've been practicing on the last few
1: days of fall camp was really working on their timing routes, on those intermediate routes, those 5- to 15-yard routes, the quick slants, because they know they're not going to have much time going up against that Auburn rush. Yeah. And, you know, I... To be honest, they might take one or two deep shots, depending on how the game flow is going for them. If they can move the chains consecutively within a couple of plays, mm-hmm. then you should be able to see a deep deep pass then. But other than that, I expect a lot of quick screens, a lot of stuff wide and outside. They want to see what our freshman cornerbacks and defensive backs that are, I believe are going to be playing a lot. Think so? Yeah, with Christian Tutt. I believe that he's going to be out there a good bit. Uh, They're going to challenge them with their high-quality receivers. Uh, But, you know, other than the screenplay and all of that, it comes down to can you protect the ball. Yeah. And for Auburn last year, we ended up at the end of the season, you know, to have six turnovers at the end of the season. We were above the zero mark. Yeah. So we did a good job protecting the ball. And we did a good job of getting them all. And Washington was plus 13 in terms of the margin last And
0: year. that was probably
1: to do because of their defense and their defensive back. Yeah. So,
0: Well, let's just go to the first question that we have wrote down right here. Who has more passing yards in the game? That would be Jarrett Stidham or Jake Browning. I would say Jarrett Stidham. Think going I, I believe Stidham's going
1: to have a little bit more time.
0: Uh, and more improving at running back, so we may have to throw two set up to run, where exactly. I think Washington, you know, they can be a little more balanced yes.
1: knowing what they have. Yes, and, you know, with that, I don't know if their front's going to be heavy enough to be able to push our line back. They might be quick, yeah. but are they going to be heavy enough to push that front center, that guard, push them back into the pocket where he can't step up and make that throw 25 yards or further? Uh, they're going to have to send blitzes. They're going to have to disguise it. Like they're going to, have to send safeties, they're going to, have to send linebackers. You might even see corners. Yeah, and have that safety roll down and cover out that outside receiver. Uh, I expect a lot of trickery on the defensive side as well. Um, like you were saying for the offense with Chris Peterson being at the
0: being yeah. the head coach. Yeah, you got to watch him. You got to watch him. Huh? Everybody remembers that uh, that Fiesta Bowl when <laughs> he was that boy. That was one of the best games I've ever watched. It was amazing. It was. I mean, if it's on now on your classics, I'm stopping what I'm doing. Uh, you know. Gonna give the baby a juice. Hopefully, she'll be quiet so I can sit there and watch that masterpiece of a game. That was a, that was a fun college football game to watch. Motivation in this game is there. You couldn't say anything to motivate either one of these two teams. They know who they're playing. They know if they don't bring their A game, they could get embarrassed. Uh, for Auburn, last time they're in the Georgia Dome. Got beat by uh, Central Florida. Central Florida, yeah. And then the time before that, they, they got beat by Georgia, twenty-eight-seven. So if they lose this one, they are zero for three in the Georgia Dome. Yeah. The so, past three games. And you can
1: see we got those... to start
0: winning some games outside Jordan Hare Stadium. Exactly, and you could
1: you know, if we lose three in a row, you'll be seeing a lot of Auburn boosters saying, "Let's open up the old, old uh Georgia Dome again." Yeah, exactly. <laughs> we actually somewhere. won in that one. <laughs> yeah.
0: So, uh, so we'll see. Let's talk about um. Let's talk about Auburn's defense for a second. You've got returning to you, Marlon Davidson, and Derrick Brown, Dontavius Russell. Uh, you got your linebackers, Daryl Williams, Deshaun Davis. Uh, n- not a newcomer, but a new starter, Montavius Atkinson. You've got corners, Davis, Jamal Dean. You know, Jamal Dean was a transfer from Ohio State, and he's turned out pretty good for Auburn. And the one who's been showing out, Nick Coe. Nick, I, I was saving that. I was saving <laughs> the buck because – Jeremiah Jam- J- Denson, you got uh you know, the safeties are unproven. You got Daniel Thomas back there. He's a junior, five eleven. Uh, you got Jeremiah Denson. He's a sophomore, which we saw a little bit of Denson last year. But they are, they're, they're kind of where Alabama is. You know, they lost Trey Matthews, Stephen Roberts from last year, and you don't, you just don't know until you see. You yeah. Know, the, I don't know. And everybody's been high on Noah. Donkey. Yeah, that's true. And they've been
1: saying he's doing he's doing a great job transitioning. He's very athletic. I mean, he's super fast. The kid is stupid fast. Uh, so, I mean, I believe out of all of the DBs, expect them to try to pick on him on that deep ball. Yeah. Uh, and also for Auburn's offense, something I've read and I've seen on some videos, watch out for that back shoulder throw. Yeah, I've read that too. Uh, I've heard Jarrett Stidham has worked on that all spring. All summer, as soon as he could start throwing after his shoulder surgery, that's the throw that he's
0: going to be using a lot. We've seen Deshaun Watson, you know, beautiful back shoulder throws. We saw Chad Kelly when he was at Ole Miss, beautiful back shoulder throws. That's, un- that's the unguardable route in college it's football. That's unguardable. And
1: that's how Clemson beat Auburn last year, that back shoulder throw yeah.
0: all the way down the field. Yeah, sure was. Yeah. Um but let's talk about that buck position for a second. Everybody coming into uh, spring and fall camp, everybody, you hear TD Moultrie, Big Cat Bryant, TD Moultrie, Big Cat Bryant. Well, in the uh, press conference the other day, whenever uh, Kevin Steele was talking about it, they were asked, you know, who? You know, Big Cat Bryant, TD, TD Moultrie, and he said, hey, let's let's calm down for a second. That's also Nick Coe's position. <laughs> the uh, freshman All-American last year, had a big year for Auburn. But, you know, eh, you got Marlon Davidson on one side, you got Derrick Brown, Tavis Russell in the middle there and they're eating up blocks. You know, oh, you yeah. can beat a one on one. I mean, yeah. that's <laughs> Jeff Holland was an amazing player last year, had an amazing year. But uh, you know, he was he was he was going one on one a lot of times, he you know, was outside. He really was. And you know, for our
1: defense, you know, as big and as talented as we are and as nasty as we are up front, I really don't think we're you will see a lot of blitzing. Yeah. I really no. don't see that. Yeah. I believe that we're going to see in the first quarter, to see if we can get that rush on that offense of Washington, on that offensive line. I think we're going to see a lot of push from the front, and we're going to just disguise everything. We might send a delay blitz if he sits back in the pocket like a quarterback spy because Jake Browning, you can't roll out his legs either. Yeah. The kid has proven it. Yeah. Last year. He's an athlete. He ran all over the place last year in the Pac-12. uh. And, you know, Marlon Davison, whenever he gets tired, Nick Coe goes in. Well, guess what? You got Big Cat Bryant. You got T.D. Moultrie yeah. coming back in. They're, they're deep. They're deep. We are super deep at the defensive line and the outside linebackers and the linebackers. Yeah. I mean. They're
0: deep. They're deep. That, and that's it. They're, they're going to have to be deep because that secondary is unproven. Exactly. You know what I mean? That that secondary is unproven. Uh, offensively, golly, if that running back doesn't scare you. Yeah. They run and, that position better scary.
1: And with that last scrimmage that Auburn just had, you know, we did put the ball on the ground twice. Exactly. Not knowing who it was.
0: No. Yeah. But if you had an educated guess, look, who do you think it was? I mean, I would. I don't I mean, I would think at least one of them's got to be the two that's vying for the position. Yeah, know? the two. Yeah, uh, the two. The top two right now Cam Martin. Cam Martin. Booby.
1: And Booby. Tartavius Whitlow. Lafayette. From Lafayette. Yep. You know, and to be honest, they might have split both fumbles. Yeah. But they're probably getting the bulk of the load. That's true. And, you know, but when you're running with Auburn offense, you cannot put the ball on the ground because that kills you. Yeah. What yeah. happened last year with Central Florida. Yeah. Kills carry-on. anything. We had we were driving to score a go-ahead touchdown, and carry-on gets hit, and then the ball just pops right out. Yeah. And that killed everything. That took the momentum out of the defense and the offense. You could see it on the sideline like they were done. That's,
0: The the, the offensive line for Auburn is another question. I mean, that's two scary questions is unproven at running back, unproven at offensive line. You know, you got Prince. Tega. uh, Prince Tega uh, started there last year. uh, Bounced out in and out. Bounced out out whenever Clemson was hanging all over Jared Stidham, which that wasn't all his fault. But, you know, I mean, they did move him after that. Uh, You got left guard, proven experience. Markel Harrell. Yeah. You've I'm, got the center. Yeah. The center that, you know, everybody was thinking at the start of Fall Camp. Well, here comes Horton. So they must be gonna move Ashley and then injury, and then now Caleb Kim's playing better. I think Caleb Kim's gonna end up being your starter there. Uh right guard, that will be Mike Horton. So you got some experience at left tackle and the two guard positions. You have no experience at center. And the right tackle is been debated it's all been debated. Fall long.
1: And they and Malzon's gonna keep that in his back pocket until the day before.
0: The chatter is though that Driscoll's Driscoll's gonna be. And yeah. In yeah past, but you never know. You in never the past,
1: know. Gus has always gone with experience over talent. And that's what I think's happening at the running back position. Yeah, and that's what that's what I feel too. That's why Cam Martin's getting the nod. Yeah. He's gonna get the very first carry. It doesn't matter what happens the rest of the fall, rest of yeah. up until kickoff. Yeah. He is gonna get the first touch in that game. And to be honest, Cam Morton's put on six pounds of muscle. He's bulked up just a little bit. Yeah. I mean, and that's and he's working hard on his pass protection. That's the that's the only flaw I believe Gus is worried about is his pass protection ability. Yeah. Because of his size.
0: And I mean you got the freshman, but I'm I'm not even gonna speak about the freshmen until until they're you know,
1: well you're big on the
0: freshmen. I'm big on the freshmen. I, I like Asa Martin. Shivers is getting talked about, but I'm not. You know, this is going to be a long year, and if 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 they get in, what well, they will we'll give them their time. But we, we got to get to these questions right now. Uh, you said Stidham. You said Stidham was going to have more passing yards than Browning. Uh, I tend to. Uh, I tend to agree with you. Not not because I think Browning's not going to have success, but I do feel like Auburn's going to have to pass. To open the run. Right. You know, I think he's going to be hitting Ryan Davis. I think he's going to be, you know, hitting he, Darius Slayton. And
1: I believe he's going to take more he's, – he's definitely going to take more shots down the field. Yeah. And if he connects on one or two of those, I mean, that could be a 30-yard gain or it could be a 75-yard gain. You never know. And that right there is why I'm leaning towards Stillham having more passing yards than Jake Browning.
0: Yeah. Uh, what do you expect from the true freshman wide receivers – Anthony, I'm Tom. Man, Schwartz, Matthew Hill, um, Seth Williams, uh, Christian Tut, which I know he's not a wide receiver, but he is vying for the punt return. Um, yeah, well, with Schwartz, he's going to see the field. You think so? Speed, yeah, speed sees field. Speed kills.
1: That does. I mean, it is ridiculous how fast that kid is. Yeah. Uh, I believe we're going to use him a lot of jet sweeps,
0: especially um, with um, Eli Stowe being out.
1: Yeah, with Eli Stop down,
0: Will Hastings. Yeah, Devin Barrett has been filling that role, but I think Swartz has been getting rips at that too.
1: And Sal Canella has moved to that slot position as well. That's true. And you know, he is six foot six. He is a mix ma- mix match from, you know, wherever. Yeah. But and,
0: but I, he he, did he drop, didn't play.
1: He dropped a lot yeah, of balls. That's why he
0: didn't play. That's he dropped. Right. He but, dropped ball after ball. That's what makes you think if these guys aren't pl- you know. The backup's always gonna be better in the fans' mind, you know. If you see like like last year when Jalen's struggling, two's gotta be better. And then you'd hear people saying, "Well, no, if two was better, he'd be in he'd there, he'd be playing." Well, uh, well, at the end of the year last year, we saw. Well, maybe the fans was right, you know. Yeah, what I mean, yeah. but I think that was Jalen's team. I'm just, I'm just saying. Um, yeah, Matthew Hill, I believe he's gonna see the field too. I mean, first game. I believe we're going to see him first game. We'll see. I, mean, I I tend to lean towards Slayton, Craig Myers, uh, Ryan Davis, and I think I think that, I think that's they're going to get the bulk. And if you see a freshman wide receiver, yeah, it'll be on special teams. So. All right.
1: Side question: side how question. many re- how many receptions do you think Ryan Davis will have? In the eight, eight.
0: eight. Yeah, I think. You don't think he'll have more than ten? No, nah, I think I'll have eight. I think play. I'll have eight for 96 yards.
1: So he's not going to break a hundred on game one? No,
0: nah, I don't think so. I think eight 96 yards, though, it's a good game. Yeah. If he has eight for 96 yards, I think Auburn's going to be successful. Because, uh, you know, I mean, if he's if he's hitting – if he's got eight, eight receptions, you know, he's opening up, you know, the middle. He's opening up, you know, side to side. That's yeah. going to open up the deep ball, yeah. which there there comes Slayton. But uh. with Christian Tutt. You know, talking about freshmen. Yeah.
1: I know that the punt returning job has been something that Auburn has desperately needed in years past.
0: There was so many times. (laughs) I don't
1: know how many times We watch every
0: game together, and you get mad about that. Every Every time time. the ball lands 10 (laughs) yards in
1: front, and he's waving his hand and say, don't touch it. And that sun gun rolls 25, 30 yards down the field. Yeah. Run up, fair catch it if you can't return it. And there's many times that he just caught it. He had 10, 15 yards of space that he could have moved. Yeah. But I feel like you know, Gus is going to go against the grain, what he always does. He's not going to put Ryan Davis back there. I feel like I don't either.
0: I feel it's going to be Christian Tutt. Yeah, he's talked too much about the freshman, not to at least show us a freshman. Not to show us something. Um, Let's let's touch real quick. This is where are we at right now on our time? We're on fifty one minutes. This was supposed to be a forty five minute podcast. (laughs) Oh, side talk. (laughs) Yeah. Let's. uh, I just want to touch real quick. I think Auburn loves where they're at with kickers, with the the Carlson, the Anders Carlson. I think Washington loves their kicker. We've we've heard about that this week. Mm-hmm. Um what matchup best suits Auburn and what matchup best suits Washington? Let me put that question in a different in a different uh wording. Okay, what matchup does Auburn have to win to win the game? What matchup does Washington have to win to win the game?
1: I feel like if our offensive line can get a good push and our running backs can get three, four yards a pop, like Auburn running
0: backs have What's the rushing yards that we have to get total for the game? Because that's where I was gonna go with that too. Alright, no,
1: with all with the total rushing yards, I feel like Auburn. What's the magic, magic number? The magic number for me. If Auburn can get one forty five. If Auburn get one forty five, then I feel like Auburn will win this game. One
0: forty five, it's a good number. I say um let me think. 145 is good. I'm thinking Auburn going to need Auburn's going to need at least 120 yards rushing. 120. You know, 120. Yeah. I'll go 120. Uh, you, know, give, you know, give me 120 rushing and give me a, give me a nice round 260. Yes, passing. I was thinking around 250
1: passing for Jarrett Stidham. Yeah. All uh, right. What does Washington need? Magic number rushing yards to win this game. Washington.
0: I mean, I think they're going to need – I mean, I swear these two teams are alike. Do you think they will break 100 against Auburn's front? I don't. You don't think? I don't think so. But I feel like if they do, they're going to win the game. Yeah, if they break 100, I think you think they'll win the game. I do. If they don't, I feel like they're going to be right there in it. If they get 100 rushing yards, that spills trouble. Yeah, this game's going to be so close. Whoever
1: wins, time of possession. Yeah, that'll be big too. Time of possession is going to be the X factor in this whole game.
0: Well, let's get down to it. Who wins? And do they, or do they not, cover the spread? What is the spread right now? Auburn two and a half. Auburn is two and a half favorite over Washington. That's
1: right. As of right now, and you know, up until game time, kickoff. That this could game change. right
0: here, this this makes you sick. Yeah, this game right, this right here. This is a kickoff game right here. This is this, about like Auburn. I mean, uh battle Florida State last year, but. I feel like both of these teams are going to have a better year than Florida State. Than neither, team,
1: no, neither team has played each other Yeah, in true. a very long time. Yeah, And in recent years, they've never played each other. Yeah. So it's a, an unknown about both teams. But I feel like Auburn's going to be able to pull this one through. It's going to be a tight game, I feel. I'm going to call Auburn 27, Washington 21. You got Auburn
0: winning by six, huh?
1: I got them winning by six, and they're covered.
0: That'll do it. That'll do it every time. So, that's a total of 48 points being scored in that game. Let me think. Auburn, Washington. Give me Auburn 31, Washington 24. I don't know, though. God dang, 24 points on that defense is going to be tough. That is tough. And the way that 31 the 31 points on Washington defense is going to be tough. I'm th- I'm gonna, let me go lower than that. Let me go Auburn. Let me go Auburn twenty, twenty-four Washington, 17. Now, here we go. I'm doing it. the prices right. I'm going go to go... Calling one dollar. Yeah. Messing mine up. I'm going to do that. 24, Wash, 17. Well, it's a good first podcast, I feel like. Well, just to go over that, we got... Levi taking Miami, two and a half, 24 to 20, Miami covers, Luke's got LSU covering that game, winning outright, Uh, Levi's got Louisville covering the number, but losing the game, 41 to 24 against Bama, Luke's got Bama covering the spread, 45, Louisville 10, I feel like I'm being generous with the 10, then we both got Auburn winning, Uh, I've got Auburn scoring 24, you've got them scoring 27. I've got Washington scoring 17. You've got Washington scoring 21. So that would be Levi's got picking Miami, Bama, Auburn. I'm picking LSU, Bama, and Auburn. Uh, this is August 16th. Uh, we're gonna get together again before uh, before the first week of the year. So uh, if y'all would send us send us some ideas, we'll uh, we'll go over the the spreads on. At least all the SEC games. Yeah, I mean, this definitely. is going to be an SEC podcast. Uh, we'll probably do Auburn and Bama each week, every every week, and After pick the best yeah. SEC game. Yeah. Like uh, week two, of course, we'll have Georgia, Georgia and South Carolina, South Carolina, Carolina. in there. Because I'm I'm looking forward to that. Game. Yeah, everybody's high
1: on South Carolina this year. Yeah, I'm, I'm
0: high. I'm with them. That, they, yeah, I mean, you believe in the hype. Yeah, I believe in
1: the hype. Yeah. Maybe they won't fold like they did when they were preseason ranked eight, and A and m went in there and
0: beat them. Yeah, <laughs> oh my goodness, that, that was an awful. That Thursday killed that all game. of my bets. That yeah, day. the visor was thrown that game by old Spurrier. Uh, anyway, let's uh, y'all go like us on L Sports uh Facebook page, Twitter, and follow us
1: on our Twitter. Yeah, same thing. L and S L, the hyphen N, L Sports. Yeah. Uh, shoot us some tweets about what you think of the show. Send us some questions. or something you might want us to cover on the next game. Get our point of view on something. If
0: you have a different point of view, uh, shoot us that. And we're we're also we're the next oh not the next one but the the week the week of that college football game. It's on a it's the September first. Uh, that that Friday will be the 31st. So that'll be after the Thursday night games. We're going to do a podcast that Friday. Uh, we We may do it Facebook live if we have enough uh people like our page and we can take some calls uh, and
1: stay with us next time we 're going to give us we 're going to give you luke 's going to give you a lock of the week, and I will give you one so you 'll have two locks of the week for your betting
0: yeah and i mean if it doesn 't if it if that doesn 't work out then quit uh, just just <laughs> listen to our lock and go against it yep. so it 'll be a lock one with it and there 's no refund if you lose <laughs> yeah no, no. but uh give us a like uh follow us uh. You know, the more people we get, the more active we'll be on Facebook and Twitter, and uh, we'll uh, we'll see everybody next week. Appreciate it. See ya. You're listening to the LNL Sports Talk podcast, podcast three. We're also live on Facebook Live, taking any questions or comments that might come our way. Uh, big week of college football this weekend. It's uh, Labor Day Monday. Uh, we're gonna go over the three games that we uh previewed. Uh we're gonna go over um the stat lines, the game recap of each game and uh what we think's gonna what we think is gonna happen in week two. Uh as always I'm joined with Levi Wilson. How's it going?
1: Yeah, we're gonna get started real quick. Uh, first thing first game we're gonna cover was last night. LSU, Miami. That was uh that was a shocker to me. <laughs> not <laughs> me? Yeah, not me. <laughs> well, really. I
0: didn't think it was going to be a dominant performance by LSU, but nonetheless, uh, let's see here. I'm going back to my notes from last week. Uh, I had, well, the, the spread was two and a half when we picked. Um, I had LSU winning 20-17. to 17. Uh, Levi had Miami winning, you remember your final score in that game? 24-20. 24 to 20. So,
1: now we were both <laughs> expecting a, uh, we were both expecting a low scoring game, and we got that out of Miami, but not at LSU. Their offensive line dominated the defensive line of Miami. Um, LSU's defensive line dominated the offensive line of Miami. Where so, the game's and, were on too, in so. the trenches exactly. Yeah. Uh, and that's what really surprised me. You know, I mean, I figured Mark Rick would have the team clicking, and going, and getting ready, you know, just like he did with Georgia when he was there. Um,
0: but I guess that's history. Uh, Joe Burrows, the uh, transfer from Ohio State, is game one uh, with LSU. He was real pedestrian with 11 for 24 game, 140 yards, um, did most of his damage on first down passing. I think, his, I think he was four for seven, for 70 yards passing on first down, which really kept the defense honest. Uh, the, uh, the running back, Brissett, he uh, 22 carries, 125 yards, two touchdowns, with a big chunk of that coming on a 50-yard uh, touchdown. And uh, on that 50-yard touchdown,
1: if you saw with five seconds on the play clock, Joe Burrows made the check yeah. and swapped it to the left side of the line. He felt he saw that safety blitz coming. This kid just got the LSU in the spring, right? Yeah. LSU a graduate transfer. He's making checks at the line, changing the plays.
0: Yeah.
1: You know, that, that's, that's, I'll tip your cap to that kid. I mean, he did a great job with that, made a great read, and it ended up being a
0: 50-yard touchdown run. Uh, LSU's halftime score was twenty-seven to three. Yes, that, that tells you how dominant they were. Um, you had a fifty-yard touchdown. Uh, you had a a pick-six right there in the second quarter um, by uh, Phil, Jacob Phillips uh, for LSU. That was a you know twenty to seven. I mean twenty to three going into half times. I mean that's a big enough deficit. But then you throw in a pick-six. Twenty-seven three, and LSU took their foot off the gas after that. Um, yeah, and, you know
1: that's when every running back started getting most of their yards. They were getting fed the ball every after every play, and they'd only throw on throwing downs, third yeah. and longs. And Burrows, he wasn't open. He made a couple of good runs, kept the
0: drives alive. A uh, couple of tough runs. You didn't see Miami's turnover chain in this game, which was big. Um, LSU won the turnover battle two to nothing with Rozier throwing two picks. Now Rosier, he he threw for two hundred and fifty nine yards, one touchdown, two picks, one pick being a pick six. You you can't do that. Um Rozier went fifteen for thirty-five. That's you know, I mean, LSU's got some dudes on defense, like yeah. I said, going into the game. About a forty-five
1: percent completion percentage. Yeah. But he was running for his life the entire game. Yeah, he was. And I mean, if you if you can if you have happy feet in the pocket, you're not gonna have good good outcome with completion.
0: Miami outgained LSU 342 yards to 296. LSU out-rushed Miami at 156 to 83, which I think you're gonna see a common trend in the three games we're talking about. Every team that won the rushing yards uh, won the game. So. Uh, on the money down, which is third down, LSU was three for sixteen. Um, LSU did not win this game with their offense. No, they did not. <laughs> they <laughs> no, didn't. it really wasn't. They no. didn't. They they made plays when they were supposed to. Yes. Uh Miami actually went six for sixteen on third down, which is not great, but But you gotta think most of those
1: third downs were third and ten plus yards yeah, that's true. because of the quarterback Razier getting sacked or having to rush and getting blowed up the behind the line on a run play, on a draw or something. Yeah. I mean, they had no answer to the blitz or the front, what they were doing, the stunts. The O-line
0: was completely, completely out of this game in yeah, Miami. Man. LSU's, uh, I mean, uh, Miami's had two sacks, eight tackles for loss. Uh, they didn't, they'd never turned LSU over. LSU's defense, uh, they were pretty stout. They, uh, they had four sacks, six tackles for loss, and lived in the backfield all game you know for the majority of the game Um,
1: Joe Burrows was 11-24 yeah and most of his completions came on big throws yeah I mean big third down throws I mean the running backs for LSU put the points on the board Burrows kept the drives
0: alive with those clutch throws on third and long that's true just some stats to take away Uh, Jeff Thomas from Miami had five receptions for 132 yards Uh, he looked good um the one passing touchdown that Razier had was high tower's only catch of the night. It was a it was a good catch. It that was, was
1: his first career touchdown, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah,
0: it was a one he had one reception for thirty two yards and a touchdown. Great uh, catch. Hit him yeah. right on the face mask. Yeah, Miami's always yeah. got some receivers, tight ends. Yeah. Um, just going down here, Justin Jefferson for LSU led the way with eighty one yards and five receptions. But uh the story of the game was how do you replace uh, you know, guys from last year, and then Fournette the year after. It's just next man up. Uh, Brosette had 22 carries, 125 yards, two touchdowns. He was the story of the game with a 50-yard touchdown. Uh, now, going back to last week, um, one of us did predict LSU to win this game. The other one did not, uh, Doubting SEC West. I'm doubting Ed O that's what I was doubting you can't in, a, read. in a
1: transfer graduate
0: transfer quarterback that couldn't play where he came from well anyway that's what I was doubting so Luke is one and O against the spread and one and um, O head to head We'll go ahead and put that down here all right Levi is O and one head to head and 0 and one against the spread now let's go to our next game that'll be Bama and Louisville. Uh, I think most people knew what the quarterback day was not it wasn't a controversy. Two is your two is your man. Yeah. And with you know Saban, he already came out and said today
1: that two is gonna start against Ole Miss, but Hurts is still gonna play. Uh, I don't know why Hurts is gonna play. When you start playing, Alabama fans, when you start playing teams like Georgia, Al- uh Auburn, LSU, Mississippi Tua, State, Mississippi State, gonna be in there all four quarters. Yeah. There's no way he's gonna put Jalen in. Unless it's like a goal line situation where he just wants him to pound it. If he gets hurt, oh, well, it wasn't Tua. You know, so – and I think he got a little gun shy, too, after uh, Tua threw his first touchdown pass. And he got the air knocked out of him. Yeah. I think Saban got a little worried about Tua getting hurt first game of the year in a game that – he had won before the season even started. Yeah. And so that got him gun shy.
0: That's probably why he played Hurts as much as he did. Uh, Mac Jones got some playing time, too. Just about the whole fourth quarter, he looked, he looked good. This was a typical um, Bama win to me. You scored on offense. You scored on defense. You scored on special teams. You out-athleted. The, the other team, which you know, I mean, they they can yep. do that in every game. Um, yeah, that's, that's part of that's part of Alabama's process. Yeah, you know, get the best athletes, and they they do a the great job. Of that. Yeah, they did. You had a uh, you had two going twelve for sixteen, two hundred twenty seven yards, two touchdowns. Both of them was to uh, Jerry Judy uh, passing. He he ran another one in. Um, Josh Jacobs had a long. 77-yard kick return touchdown on special teams. Anytime you can get touchdowns on defense or special teams, that's huge. Yeah, Waddle. Yeah. yeah. Waddle was was ridiculous. He had, freshman. He returned a punt return for a touchdown. He it got called, called back. back for a yes. block in the back that wasn't even necessary. It, it yeah. wasn't even part of the play. The guy was already being blocked. Yeah. And he hit him in the back. Alabama fans need to be excited about uh, yeah, Waddle. Joe Waddle. He, he is, is. Yes. He's, he's something to be excited about. Um, yeah. Uh rushing, we'll just go through this. Alabama had two hundred and twenty two rushing yards. Um Damian Harris had seven for fifty-five, but Damian Harris, you know what you're gonna get out of Damian Harris. Um didn't yeah. really need him. You're getting five yards pop. Yeah, you didn't with really you know forty two attempts. Uh Josh Jacobs, six carries, forty five yards, touchdown. I love Josh Jacobs. Um Najee Harris, eight carries, thirty yards, touchdown. Um like we said, you know, it was a quarterback controversy, but I felt like whoever it was could turn around and hand the ball off all night. Alabama yeah. was going to win this game. Hurts did um, attempt nine passes. He was five for nine, seven yards.
1: One, he, he, I'm surprised he didn't get chewed out for it was a third and three. And he made a check at the line and threw a 40-yard go route that he overthrew about 10 yards out of bounds. Yeah, and Saban when they put the camera on, he said, "Why did you check out of that run? It's third down. Get the first down. We still have a drive live." Yeah, yeah, you know. I think Hertz was you know playing with his feelings, showing on that one, uh, trying to trying to get some passing yards. You make him make him look better to the team and on paper, but everybody knows too is the man.
0: Uh, a key, a key, um, a key stat in any game is third down conversions. Alabama went 10 for 15 yes. on third downs Ridiculous. while holding Louisville 4 to 15 on third down. You, you extend drives on offense, good things are going to happen. And you get off the field on defense, good things are going to happen. That's, that's, a, that's a key stat in any game to me. Now, and
1: one, another stat jumps out is first downs. Alabama had 21 first downs. Louisville had 19. So that tells me there that Alabama's having chunk yard plays, You know, 20-plus yarders. To where they're missing out on those first downs and it, by gaining 25,
0: 30 yards off of a run or a pass. And they also had a kick return touchdown and, a, and a, a pick six. Yeah. That always helps. Yeah. Um, just going through here real quick, a couple of stats that I jotted down. Um, you had three sacks yesterday, uh, I mean Saturday for Alabama, Isaiah Bugs. Dylan Moses and then two combined for a sack. It was Jennings and someone else. I huh? I can't remember I didn't write it right now. Uh, Eleven tackles for loss. That's that's a big stat in any game. Um, and twenty four players made tackles uh, for the Alabama defense. That's 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 big. That's that's rotating players in right yeah. there. Twenty twenty four tackles. Uh, twenty four players made at least one tackle. Penalty yards in this game were almost like the Auburn and Washington game. There was 10 penalties called on Alabama for 111 yards, 11 penalties called on Louisville for 93 yards. That's just a sloppy, sloppy game that you, you it just really, hate,
1: really, It was really all weekend. Yeah, for, for it was. every game that I watched, it was penalty after penalty, and the game's drug out. Mm-hmm. There wasn't a weather delay. It was flags, yeah. penalties,
0: something going on to drag the game out. If I'm seeing um, the referee more than I'm seeing any other player on the team, on either team, it, It's just, it takes takes the flow of the game out, I guess you could say. Yeah. Overall, for me, you know, Tua did a great job.
1: I mean, he can spin the ball. He can throw it anywhere. He can fit it into any tight window. He has great vision. The only thing that would scare me if I was an Alabama fan or for the Alabama fans was the rookie mistakes. His first touchdown pass, what was he doing? He was scrambling. Yeah. And he just throws it in the back corner of the end zone, praying. He got lucky, because if that defensive back just turned around instead of slip, instead of falling, that's you know, a pickoff. I mean, all day. You know? And that would worry me just by, based off his uh, inexperience in the game time. And that's why, to be honest, if I was saving, I'd keep him in. Keep him in. That way he gets that experience. Yeah. And that's exactly that's all he needs. If he gets that experience, then you know, he's going to be
0: very difficult to, to beat in the following years. Total yards in this game, Alabama had 519, Louisville had 268. Would you like to um, talk about your Heisman frontrunner, Puma Pass? I never said he was Heisman I front runner. Know. I <laughs> never said
1: that. I just said I was high on Puma Pass. I mean, he's, he's coming off – he was a backup for Lamar Jackson. Sure. Uh, and he is identical to him. You know, but whenever you got three or four guys rushing off the edge and your pocket collapse on you, there's nothing you can do. Even Lamar Jackson would have had a night like he did. I mean, he went 20 for 39. Yeah. Against Alabama secondary, which, you know, that's 50%. That's not and, bad. And that's not bad against their secondary and against their front. This isn't and a typical
0: Alabama secondary, though. No, it's not. No, it's not. Uh, 252 yards, two touchdowns, two picks. Yeah, two picks. One, one of them was a pick six by Shane Carter. Um, let's see here. I um, mean, and with those interceptions, I mean, you got to think. No, I mean, I'll give you this, though. Puma Bass... Uh, Louisville only had 16 rushing yards all night. Yeah, that was sacks. You can't. You can't do I that. I mean, you can't. I mean, that... their their longest run of the night was 11 yards. Who ran that? I don't know. One of their running backs. One of the running backs with Day Williams, or I can't remember. It was 26 carries total for 16 yards. You're not going to be successful doing that. No. Yeah, they're not going to respect the run. They, they, you know, they just line up, pin their ears back, and go out to the go after the quarterback. That's... Yeah. Simple is simple does. Uh, one player to note, um, Deontay Thompson for uh, Alabama, the safety. Yes. The next man up, he's another baller. Yeah, he, and you think he's gonna take over Minka Fitzpatrick's yeah, I mean, spot? He's nasty. he's yeah. a, He's a good player. Um. Yeah. We'll just go through this. Alabama had one turnover on offense. It was uh, Devontae Smith's fumble. Um, their kicker, Austin Jones, went one for two on field goals, hit a thirty-nine yarder and six for seven, and he missed an extra point. Mm. <laughs> you make a 30-9 yard get the fans happy, then you miss a
1: 20-yard extra point, and you're like, oh, my God. <laughs> Louisville's
0: uh, Kamari Everett had four receptions, 30 yards, two touchdowns. Good day against Alabama. Yeah. Uh,
1: we'll go on. Uh, last week... I believe we both picked – Oh, yeah. We both yeah, we, we picked, both picked Alabama to win this game. Okay, so that makes you 1-1 one one straight up. That's straight up i on 1-1. That's 1-1 straight picked up. picked Alabama. He's 2-0 and o straight up. Yeah. Uh, against the spread, I was expecting a little bit more protection, maybe a little bit more yardage from the quarterback running with your Juan pass. But once you get behind so much and the way that defense has collapsed the pocket, there's nowhere he could run because they didn't have to blitz. All their their pressure came off their line. They didn't have to blitz hardly anything. And so that that takes away the quarterback's ability to run because you have those linebackers that are fast enough to run them down, stop them for a two, three-yard gain, or even a loss. Uh, I believe I said Louisville was going to cover the spread. I think it was 24 and a half. Yeah, it was. When we picked it, it was. Yeah, and they ended up getting beat by 33.
0: Yeah. Yeah, 33. Is that right? I'm not a I'm not no no. mathematician. No, I was about 30, 37. <laughs> <laughs> 37 points. Levi had Bama winning 41-24. to 24. Um, Bama scored 10 more points than he thought they were going to score. Louisville scored 10 less. So you're only 20 points oh. off. Yeah, I wasn't expecting a Pick six, but you
1: know, or a kick return <laughs> touchdown, probably. Oh, yeah, that too. So well, you're talking about yeah. Bama,
0: you got to think that because they say like they true. do it every year, they're
1: tough. Yeah. You have to give them extra touchdown just for special teams or defense. Yeah, uh,
0: Louis Levi is one and one straight up, 0 oh and 2 against the spread right now. I had Bama covering and winning 45 to 10. Uh, and I, I mean, I'll even say I said they may not score a touchdown, so kudos to Louisville for scoring two touchdowns. Um. Uh, I'm 2-0 against the spread, 2-0 straight up.
1: Yeah, so. kudos to Jawan Pass, first career start against Alabama. That's not a very good way to start off your year.
0: No, it's Or your career. 252 yards, two touchdowns,
1: two picks. I mean, could have been a lot worse. Yeah. I'm still high on Puma Pass. We'll see what it does next week against
0: the Cupcake. <laughs> yeah. we are going on to uh, the Washington-Auburn game. Um, we both watched this game. Good God. It was ridiculous. <laughs> I feel like I needed to throw a flag. Yeah, out they're of <laughs> still probably reviewing a, a, a pass interference call yeah, or, or a helmet, targeting helmet or something. Yes, yeah.
1: I mean, it was. It's. I don't know if it's something that the NCAA's come out with the officiating, telling them we got to be more more strict with our rules or penalties. Uh, we got to make sure we establish that week one. That way, by the time we get to the final three, four weeks of the regular season, and into the bowl bowl games, everything's already set. Everybody understands that these penalties are going to be thrown no matter way it, the way it looks or how how bang bang they are. Uh, but the first thing we're going to talk about, you know, this was a defensive juggernaut game. It was. It was. It was. It was, it was what everybody thought it would be. Yes. Um, yeah. Everybody picked this game to be yeah, a defensive struggle, uh, offensive struggle, defensive battle.
0: Yeah. Out of the gate, now Auburn. Auburn came out firing. Uh, Drove the ball right down the well. They got a stop. Got a good punt return from Ryan Davis. Then drove the ball right down the field. Yeah. Hit Sal Cannella in the back of the end zone for a uh, a great back corner toss. Yeah, and catch. I mean, insane. I mean, six foot five, two hundred thirty
1: five pounds. Mm-hmm. He's a mismatch on any corner. Uh, he's going to out jump anybody. So I mean, I'm surprised we didn't go to him more later on into the game. Yeah. Uh, but, I mean, I believe we did try a few attempts. He had, he had two or three drops on a couple of balls that he should have caught. But uh, first downs, Auburn had 27, Washington had 24. I mean, that right there, you look at that stat and you didn't watch this game, you automatically know, wow, they were moving the ball down the field, but they just could not capitalize once they get down there. Yeah. I mean, uh, you know, Washington, they had, uh, what was it two turnovers? Yeah, well, they threw one pick to Jamal. Uh, yeah, Jamal Dean. Jamal one, Dean, one-handed. Yeah, who had a pro can. Yeah, great catch, and they had a fumble on a option. That was the play of the game. Yeah, that well, that right there was that was a great play by Nick Co. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, Coe and that saved
0: fumble. that saved a touchdown probably. Save points. Yeah, I mean, that was the third down. I mean, that it yeah. was at least a field goal. I mean. uh, let's just go through the stats real quick. Stidham, two hundred seventy-three yards, touchdown. Cam Martin, twenty-two carries. Tough, eighty yards. Um, Whitlow eight carries, twenty-eight yards. Touchdown. Ryan Davis had seven receptions, fifty-two yards. Darius Slayton, forty-one yards. Chandler Cox had a big fifty-two yards. Oh, he had a couple of good catches. Yeah, On he third did. Third down yeah. longs.
1: Uh, great checkdowns by. Uh, Jarrett Stidham on that by keeping his eyes downfield with pressure
0: in space. Yeah. Canelo, we mentioned had a touchdown. Um, Craig Myers and uh, a freshman Seth Williams. Seth Williams, both big of game. them caught two balls for around 40 yards, like 37 yeah, and 38. a couple
1: of big catches by a freshman. Uh, I'm glad to see Auburn's getting some freshmen playing time and they're being successful in the game, like Alabama has every year. They always have a freshman who just like Waddle. I mean, who makes yeah, he Waddle makes the be. game you yep.
0: know, go by. Uh, Let's go through Browning eighteen for thirty two, two hundred and ninety six yards passing, one touchdown, one interception. Uh, a lot of that a lot of those yards were on big chunk plays too. Um, yeah. Back shoulder, yeah. one handed catches. I mean Washington had three catches that
1: were just insane. Yeah. I, I mean, mean kudos to them too. Yeah. Because, I mean it, mean it was good defense. They that, just he threw the ball where only hit that guy could catch it. Yeah. I mean it was an, an, good inch, an inch to the left, an inch to the right, they might have dropped it. I mean
0: it's just perfectly placed ball. And a great play by an athlete. Yeah. Uh, Miles Gaskin, 17 attempts, 75 yards. Aaron Fuller emerged for Washington's uh, wide receiver. Now uh, he had uh, seven receptions for 135 yards. He was their go-to. Uh, he was yeah. sure-handed, too. Uh, Ty Jones for Washington, three receptions, 77 yards. Quinton Pounds, the guy that uh, caught the one-handed Catch touchdown in the corner over there on Jamal Dean. Yes. That was his only catch of the game. That was a hell of a catch. Yeah, that was a great catch by him. Uh, Let's go. Let's talk about the – well, we mentioned the penalties. It was 12 penalties for Auburn for 111 yards.
1: Ten penalties for Washington for 95. And majority of Washingtons came in the second half.
0: Yeah, I yeah, think that's they only true. had.
1: I think they only had two in the first half. Yeah, that's true. And we, I mean, we were sitting there thinking, the Big Ten officiating—they're trying to shoot down the SEC. Yeah, <laughs> they should never come down here
0: because they're not used to speed. So <laughs> go back up yeah. north where you're struggling to beat, um, you know, Appalachian <laughs> State. state. Yeah, I mean, my God. <laughs> I just can't stand the Big Ten. Let's talk uh, Auburn's defense. The safety Daniel Thomas had eight tackles. Darrell Williams had eight tackles, and I think he was co-SEC Player of the Week. Yes. Uh, he also had that fumble recovery on uh, Nick Coe's strip on that option on play. The, on the option where yeah. he patted the ball out of his hand. Yeah. Jamal Dean had a pick. Um, Auburn had five sacks this game, which, well, I mean, that, that's a good number. We, that is good number. We hit on that on our other – on the first podcast we did, um, how many sacks do you think Auburn have? I think we had the number of like five and a half. So, yeah. I mean, that, that, that's a good solid number there. Uh, Washington's defense, uh, a linebacker, Ben Curvin, he had 13 tackles in this game. He was everywhere. Yeah. Um, the, the big defensive tackle that Knows was replacing uh, Veda V. His name was Greg Gaines. He had five tackles, but it seemed like he was pushing the center into Jared Stum's lap the yes, whole game. Yeah, Caleb Kim. Yeah, he had a rough day with that three hundred sixteen pound nose tackle. Yeah, yeah, he he was eating him alive. Washington had two sacks, two pass deflections. Um, Auburn had five sacks. Um, the money down, which is you know third downs. It's you know it's a stat that I mean. I think it's one of the biggest stats in in e- in each football game. Auburn went 9 for 18 um on third down conversions. Uh Washington went 5 for 14 on uh third down conversions. Uh let's see here. This this the story of the game though was Washington had 16 points in six trips to the red zone. So uh I mean you're not going to win many football games. You go six. That times. sounds like Auburn's offense the past four or five. Yeah, years. you kick a field goal every time it's 18 points. So
1: that you, might beat you. That might, that might beat LSU. You know, two years ago with Daniel
0: Carlson's 18 points, but uh, you know, Matthew Kiel said Top Notch would have beat Alabama. Shout out to Top Notch uh, Athletics. Yeah. yeah, it does a great job with them, boys. Yeah, he does. Yeah. Let's go. Uh, let's let's talk. Let's uh, we have a question here. It says, let's talk running back. Let's talk running game. What do you expect going down the road for Auburn's running backs? Levi, go ahead. And answer uh, to be honest, Cam Martin, uh
1: he had a good he had a good good game for his first game, you know, starting. Uh, to me, he is not a between the tackles runner. We tried that. It just felt like every time he would run between the tackles, as soon as a hand touched him, he was stopped. With Booby, Jatarbius Whitlow. It was a different point of view for me. It, it, he got through that arm tackle, got to the second level, and made a three or four yard run that, with Cam Martin, would have ran. It'd have been a n- no gainer, negative yard or one or two yards. And I mean, honestly, I feel like after after this week, Cam Martin's probably gonna have a big game. Yeah, he'll have a big game because it's cupcake against Alabama State. I feel Booby's gonna get a bunch of carries. Uh, he'll have a. He'll he'll be pushing seventy five to hundred yards. I feel Cam Martin will definitely break a hundred because he'll have more touches. Yeah. But uh, I think you'll see Ace Martin in this next game. Yeah, we saw Sean Shivers for a for a glimpse. Yeah. I think it was one or two plays he was in. Yeah. He made a big impact. I think he had a ten yard run or twelve yard run. Yeah. Uh, uh, but starting running back next week still going to be Cam Martin. I feel like. I um, you better figure it out though. Yeah, the LSU's defense is for real. Yeah, LSU's going to be for real, and I feel like in that LSU game, Boob is going to be the main uh, main back
0: for Auburn. Cam Martin had twenty two carries, eighty yards. That's, but I mean, this is a different offensive line we're talking about here. You know, for Auburn, you're not running behind Alex Kozan, Austin Golson, Smith, you know. Yeah, yeah. Well, who did I say? Yeah, I meant Smith. Alex Kozan was gone last year. Yeah. Um... Uh, so, Cam Martin – I mean, Cam Martin and Miles Gaskin, Cam Martin had a couple more carries for five more yards. He had, like, six carries for five more yards. They're built the same. They're, I, I think Cam Martin would be great in the, big, in the Pac-12. Uh, oh, yes, definitely. definitely. I just – I don't see yeah. him finishing. Um, and another
1: thing, you know – 13, 14-game season for Auburn. And everybody – Gus Mazan continued to say last year and throughout the spring and summer – he was worried about Cam Martin and his pass-blocking ability.
0: Yeah.
1: Well, when we have to have, you know, max protection.
0: Yeah. I'm worried Chandler, about center's pass-blocking ability. <laughs> yeah,
1: exactly. Somebody's got to help him. Yeah. Uh, you happy. know, we have Chandler Cox back there, and you have your running back, whether it's Booby, Cam, or Asa, or whoever's at running back. When you're at max protection, you're taking away receivers going downfield. That was a big reason why. Jarrett Stidham was getting so much pressure on him. Yeah. Because you have less receivers, that means there's got to be at least one or two guys that are double teamed down the field. And it's hard for a receiver to get open once somebody is sitting in that open spot covering that area. And you have to put bodies out there. And to me, I did see Chandler Cox at the, full, at the running back position and the shotgun. I saw him there helping out with pass protection. I think that's going to be Auburn's key for the pass protection because he, when he was there, he'd block, he'd check off, he'd chip, go downfield, get checked down, and that's where he caught most of his passes. Uh, he did a great job. So uh, on a lot of passing downs, Auburn fans, be expecting to see Chandler Cox back there as a uh, pass protector uh, for, at the running back position. Because uh, that right there, that, that leaves uh, one more guy to put out there going downfield the for a pass.
0: Yeah, I like – I mean, Chandler Cox is one of my favorite players on Auburn's offense as long as he's not taking snaps. Yeah, he did that one time in that pass. It's not his fault. (laughs) They need to quit just lining him up (laughs) as a quarterback. I mean, they've done it in the past three years, and it is yet to work. I have completed just as many passes as Chandler Cox has for the Auburn Tigers. I can throw a spower, Coach. Can I throw it? (laughs) Yeah. I mean, that just – the game started started off. You you scored a touchdown – Everybody's, everybody's high. And then you want to run out there and do some kind of rinky-dink formation with your backup quarterback. And for get uh, stuffed at the lineman scrimmage.
1: And if, he, if, if Malik Willis would have, on that two-point conversion, yeah. if he would have waited just another second and have faked that and have bounced back, that guy in motion,
0: I think it was Chandler Cox, actually. Yeah, but, no, it was, um, it was Anthony Schwartz. It was Schwartz. Mm-hmm. Wide open cornering zone. Yeah, but who cares? Well, what, what, what do you have to gain? It's one point. Exactly. It's one point. Yeah. Let's just kick the field goal. We we almost out coached ourselves, right there. And then I mean, I get going for two the next time, but I don't. You don't do that. You don't do that first, first touchdown of the year. When oh you have God. to get
1: when you have to get three yards, what do you, what does a coach go to his bread and butter? His one or two plays in his playbook that he knows he's going to get three yards if he's going to run that play. Yeah. Auburn doesn't do that.
0: No. They do a trick play for a three yarder. Yeah. You've got a first round talent quarterback as your quarterback. If someone's going to throw the ball, that'd probably be a good guy to let throw the ball. Yeah. <sighs> we'll talk about kicking real, real quick. Um, Andrews Carlson went three for five. Missed a long one. Missed a chippy. He hit a 53 yarder. Solid debut for him. You're not, I mean, it two for four. No, he went three for five. Three for five. Yeah. For five. Uh, solid debut. Uh, you, you know, Let's let's don't judge him on Daniel Carlson's senior year, because Daniel Carlson missed field goals. Yeah, he did. You know, and he his, got his field goals were blocked yeah. too. Yeah, so I mean, I, I thought he, I, I three for five long, 53 yarder. Hey, I'm happy with our kicking. Washington's kicking was awful last year. They did go three for four, long being a 31 yard field goal. Um,
1: yeah, that but that big miss, that was a momentum. Swing right there. It was it was a big one. That was a big one because I believe it was right before halftime, mm-hmm.
0: and that would have gave them the lead at halftime if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, you can't say enough. You cannot say enough about Kevin Steele's defense uh, for the Auburn Tigers. They they won you the game. Uh, Jared Stinnett played phenomenal with behind a offensive line that looked kind of shaky with not much of a running game uh, to throw 273 yards and not throw an interception. Against the best secondary
1: yeah. or one of the best secondaries in college football yeah. out, of, with, out of Washington with Taylor Rapp. Uh, and that's something, too, I was thinking he about. He only took two sacks in the game, too. Yeah, and he protected the ball. Yeah, he did. And he was smart with it. Yeah, he and played something good. else that I took away You know that that was surprised Auburn didn't go back to, the first few drives, we started throwing a lot of slants behind the linebackers. In front of those safeties, that were twenty yards deep, I mean, the safeties were not giving anything deep. He was throwing rockets too. Yes, and, he was and sticking it in that's what numbers. Seth Williams caught two of his three passes on with yes. those slants. Craig Myers and Nate Craig Myers caught about a thirty-yard uh, slant off that. Yeah, I was so surprised we didn't go to that throw under those sin uh, under those safeties, right over the top of those linebackers because those linebackers they weren't just sitting there; they were sending a little bit of pressure every now and then, even though you know the nose tackle was giving Caleb Kim more than he can handle.
0: Yeah. Um, uh, Auburn, like I know this game is not um, I mean, the game coming up. You know, you, you'll have a good time. You'll watch it. Pay attention to this game coming up because we really need to. Uh, Auburn needs to fine tune their offensive line, and they need to get a little more physical at the point of attack and the running backs. You know, I mean, Cam Martin had twenty carries, eighty yards. Who said it? But there weren't many holes to run through. Uh, yeah, that's true. But, I mean, yeah, you may see some shake up on the offensive line this week. I think Chip Lindsay was asked about it in his press conference yesterday, uh, talking about Nick Brahms possibly coming back and competing, and he said competition's good for everybody, it's always you know, it's always a competition. But uh Anyway, you know Auburn survived. Advanced. Washington took it on the chin, and I, they won't uh, drop out of the top ten. They won't drop out of the top ten. So I don't. They'll probably replace us. We'll probably swap six and nine. I don't know if their schedule is going to be good enough for them to get into the playoffs. They yeah. still
1: got a twenty-five percent chance. Yeah.
0: That was with losing to Auburn, and now Auburn has
1: a twenty-five percent chance with beating Washington. <laughs> yeah. And Maybe. that's not because of you know, who's better;
0: it's because of the schedule. Yeah. Now on the on, real quick on the offensive line, I want to hit on it. On the third, third and seven game-winning touchdown that Whitlow scored, Prince wong um Prince Tega. Yeah, uh, Prince Tega. And Markwell-Harrell. Uh, yeah, Markwell-Harrell. Uh, you know, they they paved the way for that run. I mean, Whitlow didn't get hit until the one-yard line. Uh, that They bucked up. They ran yeah. to the strength of the offensive line, which is the left side of the line. And when they had to make a play, they leaned on you know their two best offensive linemen to do so. Yeah, he was not going to be denied. Once he got past the uh, second
1: level and he got inside that five, he was not going to be denied getting yeah. in that end zone. But week three, Auburn's going to have to run the football. We need, to, we need to set the edge. That is something Auburn did not do at all against Washington. We never set the edge. Uh, all of our screen passes – Everybody knows when you're going to throw a screen. Yeah. I mean, that's our bread and butter. We spread you out and we try to run in between you when we spread you out. Well, if you can stop it in the middle, go ahead and stay spread out. Yeah. So that, that nullifies everything. And one thing, I, the one thing we discussed after the game, Gus Mazan has one offensive game plan. You stop it, you have a great chance
0: of beating him. Make no adjustments whatsoever. You can tell Eli Stove's out because on the jet you didn't see, you didn't hardly even see the jet sweep in this game. You and I saw, was expecting to see it with Schwartz. I was expecting to see a little more of it because you can do so much off of it, especially on their offense, but you really didn't see it this game. Yeah. And uh Stove being out I think hurt that. Uh, we'll go through this. Levi we both picked Auburn to win this game. So that puts uh, Levi at two and one overall. Or, no, straight up and 1-2. Uh, and two Yeah, you said Auburn was going to be... Against the spread. What was yours? 24-17. Yeah, mine was 27-21. Yeah. Uh, I went 3-0 against the spread, so if anybody did a parlay on just my picks, you would have won money. Did you win money? I did not, because I didn't. <laughs> I did not take those three. I wasn't that confident in LSU. <laughs> But uh if you would have in. took took my picks, you would have won money. If you took Levi's picks, he'd owed you money. So I wouldn't owe them nothing. Uh, <laughs> well. and our
1: locks of the week last week was West Virginia yeah. covering over Tennessee. I think they were minus ten. That was easy. They destroyed them. Yeah, easy. Luke stole that one. Uh and my lock <laughs> <stole that> <laughs> my lock was Auburn and Washington going under the forty eight and a half, which that covered by what by Nine or ten points, something yeah, like that. Yeah, that was
0: plenty. You were never worried about that. No, I was not, especially um, with all the turnovers in the red zone. Previewing next week, we're going to try to pick out three. I mean, we're going to hit on everybody, but. The biggie's going to be Georgia, South Carolina. The biggie's going to be Georgia, South Carolina, Clemson, Texas, A&M. Yes. <laughs> and I'm, I'm ready to dive into that game.
1: Yeah, that that, that game's going to be good, too. Uh, oh, another tough game's going to be Miami and Savannah State. It could be. Never <laughs> know. Now they didn't show much last night. They did not. Malik Rozier might retire.
0: Yeah.
1: <laughs> it looked um, like he was ready at the
0: – SEC went 13-1 and one overall this week, uh, Tennessee being the lone loser. but um, they're, you know. they're at the bottom of the East anyway. Yeah, so. they're at the bottom. And Jeremy Pruitt, he, he's, uh, he's going to get turned around. I mean, I'm not saying yeah. he'll compete with Alabamas in the world, but he will get that turnaround. And yeah, they were playing West with Virginia, Warriors. which is going to be a good team this year. Which uh, have been picked to, to win the Big 12. Yeah, a lot yeah, of people were picking them saying. to beat so, I mean, Oklahoma and win the Big 12. And it was a tight game going into halftime, so, I mean, you know, it wasn't an awful showing on Tennessee's part. Um, South Carolina did what they had to do. Georgia did what they had to do. Kentucky was tight for a little while. They ended up blowing it out. Texas a looked impressive on Thursday night against – I mean, there was a lot of cupcake games. Oh, yes. Um, Auburn beating Washington was big. LHU dominating Miami was big for the SEC. Oh, yes. Um – Bama dominate Louisville. What do you think about Clemson coming? I, Clemson, and I watched, but they were playing Furman. So
1: yeah, but hey, halftime wasn't it like twenty three to seven. Yeah, twenty three. Yeah,
0: they weren't. I mean, offensively,
1: I don't know if it was a game plan just to, or if they even paid attention to them. They just jumped ahead to Texas A and M. But to me, Clemson, you know, offensively, they
0: weren't where they were last year. Well, going to the spread. Uh, South Carolina, Georgia. Georgia minus nine, but it's at South Carolina. That's a big number. A&M, Clemson. Clemson 11, and they're at uh, Caulfield in uh, Ooh, Texas A&M. Nice. 12, uh, you got Florida and Kentucky, and there's some kind of cra- crazy streak on that game. I think Florida's won 19 or 20 31. Straight. No, it's not. Yes it is. Look it up. That ain't I right. see it's
1: thirty one. Right. <laughs> Defensive <laughs> back came out today and said they're gonna 30 seconds thirty second straight.
0: <laughs> that's not right. I, that's what I that's what I read. I think it's twenty one. We're gonna check that because I don't I don't think that's right. Okay. But anyway, Florida's gonna uh it's fourteen point favorite against Kentucky. Florida look Florida looked good. Um real quick, your your local teams, Auburn and Alabama State, uh there's not a spread out for that game. Yet, as of today, when I looked on it, uh, Bama 36-and-a-half against Arkansas State. 11 things happening. <laughs> Jesus, 31 years since the
1: Wildcats have pounced on the Gators. They up. should have had them last year or the year before. Yeah, they should have. They had. missed
0: out on their opportunity. 31 years losing to the team. Don't yeah. no, um. ever doubt me, Luke. Only on the <laughs> If you lose this year before Dan Mullen gets it rolling, yeah. it may be 50 straight. <laughs> um, real quick, USC's playing Stanford. That'll be a good Pac-12 game to watch. Uh, two juggernauts going
1: at it. Both of them <laughs> run a pro-style offense. Yeah, And USC, JT Daniels. I uh, didn't check his stats. Uh, he's a true freshman for USC. He played good. Yeah, highly touted coming out of high school. Um, you know, they did what they had to, they beat UNLV
0: pretty good. Um, yeah, Stanford's favorite in that game minus four. Oh, is it at Stanford? Yes, it is. Okay. Um, and another one that I circled, which is worth noting, Mississippi State is gonna have to go to Kansas State, which Auburn went to Kansas State. I think twenty fourteen, 2000, yeah, fourteen. It was yep. Nick Marshall's second year, and they won an Elbiter. Yeah. yeah, Kansas State's tough. a hard place to play. Um, Mississippi State's only favoring that game uh, seven and a half points. So, uh, and that'll be Nick. Fitzgerald's first game since that gruesome injury he suffered in the Egg Bowl um, yeah. last year. But uh, we'll we'll probably preview South Carolina, A&M, and, um, and who else? Uh, we'll probably go uh, – Florida, Kentucky, or Mississippi State, Kansas State. One of those two. It'll probably be Mississippi State, Kansas
1: State, or both. It could be four games next yeah, week. Yeah, we'll just look at them yeah. both. Um, uh, we got one prediction already from Matt Pate. He says Clemson's going 21. to win 35-21. I could see that. I but too, but man. That's, that's, a, that's a lot of points. It is. And I mean, Kellen Moore looked good. He did look good. I guess. And I can see why. Yeah, I mean, for him to win a starting job over Nick Starkle, you know, he had to improve with his passing because he can run. He's, yeah. a, great, he's a great runner. Yeah. So he had to improve his passing. Because Nick Starkle last year was
0: lights out when he was playing, when he was healthy. There will be no love lost in that game. If Dabo Sweeney gets up on Jimbo Fisher – He's going to score as many points as he possibly can. Same as the other way, I don't see Texas A&M ever being able – if they win this game, it's going to be close. They're not going to be able to curb stomp them. But it could go where you know Clemson gets ahead and you know, can keep scoring. That's when he's going to keep scoring on uh yeah. Fishing.
1: And those are just some things we're going to cover later on. Uh, we'll try to get this podcast up uh, this Friday. Yeah, uh, For our predictions about the weekend's game slate. And then, you know, as we get into the season, uh, better games are going to pop up. SEC play starts uh, this weekend with Kentucky, Florida. Uh, who was South Carolina, Georgia. That's going to be – South Carolina might, might have, you know. I predict South Carolina to beat Georgia. Yeah, we, yeah we predicted uh, South Carolina to win the East this year. Uh, you know, I know I saw Justin Fields throwing and playing in that game this weekend. Yeah, the kid can run, the kid can throw. He's going to be tough to beat
0: after next year. He won't be playing next year. I said after next year. Yeah, I think I think he'll get tired of it and transfer. I think he'll transfer. Yeah, I don't know why he should. I mean, he should went to Auburn. I don't even want to talk about it. Well, we got Bo Nix coming in. That's true. Gary we do have Bo Nix coming in. Yeah. Uh but uh we'll do it live again and uh oh Bella Baker said, Hey Levi, what happened to Miami?
1: What's yeah, we like, uh Levi if you, know,
0: you would have been listening at the beginning of the podcast,
1: Bella, not trying to be rude, like Saban was <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, let's don't jump on a yeah, woman here. I uh, no, I don't want to you know you know, yell at somebody.
0: <laughs> Just quit <laughs> asking right. me.
1: answer the question and they will quit asking that's
0: how I see it (laughs) but you know we win some and lose some and this and well no actually I've won all and lost none you lost some money too everybody lost money I lost twenty (laughs) dollars I lost twenty (laughs) dollars yeah but you're over three on the podcast everybody listens to that's fine we got a long season Okay. Hey, I might be mauling two losses of the year. In our next podcast, we'll have our records up here behind us. Oh, my God. So uh, we'll do that Friday night. If I was winning, would we do that? No. <laughs> I didn't think so. <laughs> we'll do that uh, next podcast. Um, you know, have some questions, like the page. Uh, it's a lot easier yeah, I, I like doing it live, that way we can interact with some people. Uh yeah, yeah. Give us talk Get some influence. more listeners,
1: ask them some questions.
0: Yeah. Share the video if you watch this. And uh we will uh we will be with you all Friday night. Uh enjoy the game tonight. Florida State, uh Virginia Tech. I looked at that spread earlier. I think it was like three. I, I can't remember. I'm gonna I'm gonna well I'm we'll gonna, make a prediction right here. Okay, go ahead. is this counting towards the overall standings? Yeah. You go first. <laughs> this guy is trying. You go first. To get, he's trying to get back in the game. You gotta get a loss. You go first. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not picking this game. You I did, did not it. study it. All right. Okay.
1: <laughs> I would pick Florida State based off of athletes. I feel like Florida State's recruiting. Uh, it's a little bit better than they're the favorite in the game. They are? Mm-hmm. Okay, well I would take Florida State to win this game, I would say uh, thirty one to twenty
0: four. Mm. I think it'll be more Lower scoring, I think it'll be twenty three. I don't know. Uh, You know what? After last night's game with LSU scoring twenty seven points in the first half, I don't know if anything's lower (laughs) scoring. Yeah, I know in Hawaii was fifty nine to forty nine against Navy or something
1: like that. That was ridiculous.
0: Yeah, but um. Anyway, we're gonna sign off. This is forty eight minutes. We said we're gonna try to do it in thirty, so we went over again. But uh, rambling. Appreciate it, everybody. Uh, if you please, if you watch it, you enjoyed it, like it. Share it. We'll keep you
1: posted later on throughout the week. Uh, We'll try to ask questions throughout the week, get your reactions, get your point of view on certain situations happening in the World College
0: Football, SEC, ACC, whatever. Uh, Go ahead. One more thing I want to say is everyone saying that the Big Ten, whatever that is, the East or the West, whichever one's got all of them in it. Penn State, Ohio State, Michigan. Yeah. Whoever keeps – I know Brock Hewitt said it of ESPN. I, I heard it a lot this week. That's the best division in college football. Shut up! Don't say that anymore. Ohio State gave up 31 points to Oregon State. To Oregon State, they scored 77, and the best team in the Big Ten didn't even have their coach <laughs> there. Penn State should have lost to Appalachian State. Sure uh, Michigan State, they had to go in overtime, overtime. with whoever it was. They were who were they playing? It was a it was a nobody. Uh, Michigan got curb stomped against uh, uh, Notre Dame, which I mean I hate it. But that, you know, that's how it was. Uh Chris Hope said gross stashes. I can't. I shade it this morning. <laughs> but uh yeah, let's just let's quit saying that the Big Ten I mean, you know, uh, Ohio State won it the first year of the playoffs. Kudos to them. But let's 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 don't. S SEC's king King College football and SEC West flex their muscles this weekend. When the Big Ten wins back to back national championships. Yeah, and I mean, then you can say you're king and the only team that's done it out of the SEC is Alabama but you know what uh, well, we gotta play them every yeah, year so that's right. yeah so anyway uh, 49 minutes we're signing off um, we'll see y'all Friday night enjoy it see ya good god would you like to end this video if you want to if you're yes. in live video now you're <laughs> to live to <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> 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 that was good posted. Yeah, it's posted, I think. How do I make it go down? <laughs> oh, no. How go? You delete it. No. Uh,